Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. You know, uh, today is the 4th of July. I thought perhaps it would be appropriate to discuss a subject today that has bearing on the success of your career or enterprise, certainly, but also has tremendous bearing on the current condition of the country I am in right now, which is the United States of America. And let's face it, if it uh, has bearing on the current condition or plight, if you will, of this country, it has a lot of bearing on your business. And frankly, it doesn't even really matter where you are in the world. How things go in the U.S. drastically influences the rest of the world. Believe you me. And I say this as someone who's not originally from this country and has a pretty objective perspective. I know BusinessWise has listeners all over the world, and I'm very honored, but it pays to pay attention to what is going on if you live here or even if you don't. We think of the 4th of July, 1776, as a day that represents the Declaration of Independence, America's revolutionary charter of freedom, and the document upon which the nation's founding principles were established. The term Charters of Freedom is not that much in common usage, but the term Charters of Freedom is used to describe the three documents in early American history which are considered instrumental to its founding and philosophy. These documents are the United States Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. The National Archives in Washington, D.C. preserves and displays these documents in massive, bronze-framed, bulletproof, moisture-controlled, sealed display cases in a rotunda-style room by day and in multi-ton, bomb-proof vaults, plural, by night. Possibly, they are the most carefully preserved and guarded documents on Earth. However, they are made up of ink and parchment, and it is very unlikely that at some point in the future, when freedom in the United States or on this planet is in final jeopardy, as has happened before in the history of the world, that they will jump from their sealed display cases and save the day, as much as it would be nice to think so. No, the preservation of the ideals communicated in those documents will protect us and keep us free as long as we, the residents of this country, are able, and I emphasize the word able for a reason, to defend and preserve them. Yes, they protect us after a fashion, but only as long as we are able, again I emphasize the word, to protect them. Well, this all may sound very interesting historically, but what does this have to do with your business? A lot, because in investigating this subject, we discover that Mr. Hubbard has opened the door to understanding fully disability. By understanding disability, of course, we find the key to ability. And ability is what you need to achieve success for your dreams. Isn't that so? We can succeed to the degree that we are able to succeed. And the same goes for every other single member of your team, great or small. I am not going to draw from an article this time. I'm going to draw from a lecture by Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, dated 31 December 1957. 
and its title is Responsibility, How to Create a Third Dynamic. Now, if you're a regular listener to BusinessWise, you should know by now that uh, what Mr. Hubbard means by third dynamic, but it is basically an expression of the urge that exists within all of us to a greater or lesser degree to survive with and as a group. And it is also a handy term we use for the word, let's say, sane and survival group, quote unquote. So I'm going to go over parts of this lecture with you, and I think you're going to get a lot of benefit from it. it tells you a lot about putting together a real group or third dynamic. So here we go. Lecture of 31 December 1957. And here Mr. Hubbard says the following. So I pick up the lecture here. He says, uh, it's not necessarily the very beginning of the lecture, but he says, first, we have to look at an interesting principle that anything you put on automatic, you then become irresponsible for. How about that? Here's an interesting principle. Anything you put on automatic, you then become irresponsible for. For. Anything which is put into a category where you can no longer control it and have nothing further to do with it goes out of your reach, out of your attention, and becomes a disability. All right, so to fully appreciate this, we should probably clear up the word responsibility. So Mr. Hubbard says here, Article 29, October 1971, he says, Definition of responsibility, the state, quality, or fact of being responsible, and responsible means legally or ethically accountable for the care or welfare of another. In other words, I'm responsible for my kids, I'm responsible for my company or whatever, right? So involving personal accountability or ability, here's that word again, or ability to act without guidance or superior authority, being the source or cause of something. Yeah, you know, I, I broke the china. I'm responsible. I was a cause of it. Sorry it upset you, my dear, but that was me. You know, that's responsible, right? You are acknowledging that you are the source of cause or something. And he goes on to say, capable of making moral or rational decisions on one's own and therefore answerable for one's behavior. Another aspect of the definition, capable of making moral or rational decisions on one's own. I'm responsible. He's a responsible young man. He can get things done. He can be trusted to initiate when he needs to, etc. And then he says, of course, able to be trusted or dependent upon, reliable, based upon or characterized by good judgment or sound thinking. Very comprehensive definition of the word responsibility. You know, person uh, is able. There's that word able. To, uh, to cause things, uh, knows that one is uh, responsible for handling different things, is able to reach those things and do something about it, act without guidance or superior, uh, or superior authority. Anyway, there are other definitions. That's a pretty good one uh, for today. Here's another handy definition, actually, uh, throw this in. It's 17 January 1962. He says, thus we can define responsibility as a concept of being able to care for or reach or to be. To be responsible for something, one does not actually have to care for it or reach it or be it. One only needs to believe or know that he has the ability to care for it, reach it, or be it. 
Isn't that interesting? So the word ability and the word responsibility are obviously intimate to one another because it keeps coming up. You are not able over things that you're not responsible for. You know, I'm not responsible for that, you know, car. So therefore the car runs me over in the intersection because I'm not able to cause anything over it, obviously, and I just got hit by it. Not really a very responsible viewpoint. That is usually the what we might refer to as a victim viewpoint, not the cause viewpoint. The cause viewpoint is what am I doing in the intersection when there's a car coming this way? You know, that's more perhaps responsible because one can acknowledge one's uh, cause in those situations, one ability. I am able to dodge cars. You follow? Because I'm responsible for cars. I'm not the victim or the effect of cars. All right? Uh, cars that are about to run people over. All right. So there you go. He says to be responsible for something, one does not actually have to care for it or reach it or be it. One only needs to believe or know that he has the ability to care for it, reach it or be it. And he gives this beautiful definition. I love it. He says care for it is a broader concept than but similar to start, change or stop it. It includes guard it, help it, like it, be interested in it, etc. So you're responsible for things. You guard it. You help it. You like it. You're interested in it etc. And you can control it. Start, change, and stop it. Uh, I'm responsible for my children, so I make sure that they uh, uh, go to school appropriately and uh, study and do their homework and all that kind of stuff because I really care about them and I guard them and I also control them to that degree because um, maybe if I didn't, they'd probably eat all the candy in the place and watch television and get fat and dumb and we don't need that. So, I am responsible for my kids. And we've all seen people who are responsible for their children, their cause over their children. We've all seen people who are not very responsible for their children, and they're not very causative over their children. The children are maybe more cause over them. So, all to do with responsibility. All right, let's get back to the article. So, let me repeat this from Mr. Hubbard. He says, quote, First, we have to look at an interesting principle that anything you put on automatic, you then become irresponsible for. Anything which is put into a category where you can no longer control it and have nothing further to do with it goes out of your reach, out of your attention, and becomes a disability. He gives a very good example here. He's talking about automobiles. Like, automobiles are becoming more and more automatic. Um you know, the question becomes, are you driving your automobile or is your automobile driving you? And now, literally, I have ridden in automobiles uh, where the automobile is driving the driver. So there's so much more on automatic. So is the driver still at cause? Is the driver still responsible? Uh, Or do they have their eyes off the road? They're now watching a movie or they're um, engaged in... uh, conversation with somebody and paying no attention. Uh, What do you think? Does this sound like a recipe for disaster? Uh, Maybe not as long as everything's functioning correctly in the automobile, but what if it stops operating correctly or there's some kind of defect? Well, they are now not in control. They have not been responsible. It's all been put on automatic. And therefore, it's out of their reach, out of their attention, and it's now a disability. They are unable They're disabled. They're not able to control the automobile any longer. It's actually, to my mind, a bit of an area of concern. I still drive a standard, and uh, I kind of like it, you know. I make my car do things. And uh, others 
um, maybe their car makes them do things. So anyway, you can ask yourself what kind of driver you are, but it has to do with how much have you put on automatic? And there are your vulnerabilities. There are your disabilities, right? He says in the lecture, he says, for instance, an automobile will probably be a thing of curiosity in another 30 or 40 or 50 years. Certainly, it will probably be something that nobody ever sees and possibly nobody knows anything about. Why? Because the automobile is being set up as an automatic transportation device, which takes the driver and the passengers places. The accident rate increases to the degree that automobiles become automatic. Now, this I'm not talking through my hat, mainly because I'm not wearing one. I'm not stretching this. What I tell you is true. The more a thing handles somebody, the less he handles it. These are Mr. Hubbard's words. The more a thing handles somebody, the less he handles it. You got that? So this automobile that changes people's position in space eventually will become uncontrollable. The accident rate goes up, up, up. Now, the way to cut an accident rate is not to tell people they're going to have accidents. That is simply a postulate to kill them. It would be to make people take an automobile from point A to point B and never be taken by an automobile from point A to point B. You get the point here that Mr. Hubbard is making? You get the person the idea that the automobile is taking them somewhere. It's different from the idea that they are taking the automobile somewhere and the latter puts them in a position of ability and cause and the former puts them in a position of disability and effect. So think about that if you try to put anything on automatic. You say, for instance, well, you know, uh, all the billing is being handled by uh, Susie Smith over here, and she does all that. I don't put any attention on it because uh, it's kind of on automatic. She does all of it, you know? And, uh, geez, I wonder why I'm going broke. I'll tell you an area where this is really common is in the area of promotion and marketing. I swear, I see more of this. Oh, uh, you know, guy's having trouble with his business. Let's look into your marketing. Oh, uh, you know, I, I hire a company to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, XYZ, Acme Company, they do it. Okay, um, what do they do for you? Oh, I don't know. They got, you know, uh, they do stuff on the internet and they got all this and they got all that. And uh, okay, do you understand any of that? No, 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 no. But they're really good at it and they're just handling it. Well, wait a minute though. Your business is crashing. Maybe uh, there's something to know about that. Like maybe there's some responsibility that you can take on that. Always dangerous, by the way, when a member tells me, yeah, I outsource this. I mean, I'm not saying you can't outsource anything, but if you outsource, don't put it on automatic. Because if you put it on automatic, it's automatically going to be a disability for you. Okay. And your control of it, your responsibility for that activity is now far less. And, you know, how many times have I had members uh, put their billing on automatic? They have an outside person billing them. This is not to put a black mark on this service. Uh, some of my members actually provide that. And uh, the people who use them are smart because those people are pretty responsible. But uh, do not count on that. You're putting something automatic. What are you putting on automatic? Your income lines. Are there other things you could think of to put on automatic that may be a little bit less important than that? You know, put your cleaning on automatic, I guess. You know, you're going to hire a cleaning service. They're going to come in and clean. Doesn't make everybody in your company irresponsible for the cleaning of the business. Have you ever noticed that? Get a cleaning service and nobody cleans anything anymore. Why? Because it's all on automatic. 
So we don't need to take responsibility for it. So it now becomes a disability for them. They don't know how to clean their own desk, take care of their own clutter. It's all on automatic. A little unimportant thing like hiring. Oh, yeah, I have a hiring service or they do all the hiring. The number of members that will tell me how they are disabled, unable in the area of hiring, and they're trying to always find some way to put it on automatic. Man, why don't you just learn how to hire? Learn how to read people. Learn how to interview people. It's not that difficult. There are certainly enough great people out there to be hired that are looking for a great place to work. Anyway, I can get on a whole roll. Let's get back to this uh, lecture. So Mr. Robert goes on to say this. All those things then that are put on automatic in this fashion, one becomes irresponsible for. And in America, we have become irresponsible for those things which are built into our national life on automatic. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, democracy. That's it. It's an automaticity. What's an automaticity? Something you put on automatic. And he goes on, Mr. Howard goes on to say, it was set up by a fellow by the name of George Washington. Ben Franklin helped him. Tom Jefferson, the rest of these boys, they did a good job. And as long as any of that crew was alive, there was some life in this machinery, right? And here and there, up the line, somebody has injected some life in the machinery. But listen, in America, we have all the laws for freedom and we don't have the freedom. Listen to that. But listen, in America, we have all the laws for freedom and we don't have the freedom. And in Europe, Mr. Herbert says, and in Europe, they don't have any of the laws for freedom and they have freedom. You get this? You know, it's something that's really interesting to me. To try to rally the troops in this country sometimes is not that easy. You know, something is threatening you in Italy. You know, the freedom of the, you know, the Italian movement is at risk. Everybody comes out of the woodwork to, you know, with their battle axes all sharpened and ready to go, you know. That's pretty cool. I like that, you know, or or in Central Europe where they really know what it's like to have your freedoms taken away, man. You you want some freedom fighters, you know, just, you know, just start smelling like there might be some loss of freedom over there. And next thing you know, you've got a couple hundred guys at the door ready to do battle, you know. Now, that could be the case here, but it's not necessarily, not to badmouth, you know, the people of this country particularly. It's just that they are not able to do it. There is some sort of irresponsibility there. Uh, listen to this. He says, now, this is an interesting condemnation of national life. He's talking about the United States. Now, this is an interesting condemnation of national life, and I'm not going out on the line to tell you that America is all bad. It is not. A country, listen to this, a country is neither good nor bad. It is able or unable. Put that in the letters of fire. A country is neither good nor bad. It is able or unable. And he goes on to say, and a disability sets in when you no longer have responsibility for national functions. You become unable as a democracy. This is the greatest danger that faces the United States, not an A-bomb. Quote, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, this is the greatest danger that faces the United States, not an A-bomb. Goes on to say, hardly any American... This is his weak spot, but will tell you this utter asininity. You want to look up asininity? 
asinine, like an ass, like a donkey, right? Hardly any American, this is his weak spot, but will tell you this utter asininity, somebody's taking care of it. There you go. That's an asininity. Somebody's taking care of it. He goes on, he gives you an example. You say, civilian defense. There's no civilian defense. You say, what the devil is the idea of courting war with Russia without organizing a civilian defense? Most of the people you talk to about that, you go right down the line, and one right after the other, they'll tell you, somebody's taking care of it. This is the death knell of this country or any country, the idea that somebody else is taking care of it. Like, hey, we got to battle for freedom. We got to fight for this. We got to fight for that. Oh, yeah, somebody's on it. Or, you know, we really need to hit these targets in this area so that we can, you know, accomplish our goals, you know. And then there's this, you know, you're wondering, what's with this apathy? What's with this inactivity? Well, everybody's waiting for somebody else to do it. Isn't that kind of the case in most cases? Somebody's going to step up and do it for sure. This is an asininity. So please don't fall for it. Don't put anything on automatic in your business. Hey, it's you're the source point of your company. You're the cause point. You're the founder. You should have your nose in everything. I did uh, an episode not that long ago on the one thing an executive has to do every day. Remember that one? If you didn't, you should look it up. I can't remember what I called it. But uh, yeah, the, the the executive is supposed to do a full inspection of his of his organization every day, daily. Why? Because if he doesn't, everything's going to go on automatic. Oh, they're handling things over there in the R&D department or they're handling everything over there in the marketing department or handling everything over in sales. It's all on automatic. Bam, disability being created right there. And uh, And he says, he goes on to say this. I'll just wrap this up with this. He says, but this feeling that somebody else is taking care of it will someday find this country lying under a large gravestone. It's built into the national life of the country. The rights are guaranteed, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion. They're guaranteed utterly. You don't have to do a thing about them. Listen, if they're only in print and nobody is making sure those rights exist, they cease to exist, and they are ceasing to exist right now. L. Ron Hubbard. All right, well, that pretty much wraps up this uh, this week's episode of Business Wise, this 4th of July episode. I thought it would be appropriate to tie it into uh, the anniversary of this uh, great country founded on such great principles, such a great concept of freedom and the preservation of freedom. Uh, please join me and others in our decision that that freedom has everything to do with us. It's not like somebody else is taking care of it. We're taking care of it. You can start by building a better you, making a better you, making a better family, making a better enterprise or business, and making a better community thereby. Think with all that. And the more you think with that, the more responsibility you take for that, the greater the ability you end up having and the less disability you are saddled with. And soon you will be able to cause much, much greater effects in your entire environment than you ever thought you could. But it all starts with that. Don't put it on automatic. Don't assume it's on automatic. Realize that it is you and up to you. 
to make those changes that you are cause and uh, study hard, learn hard, do everything you can to advance yourself for the purpose of um, your own preservation and survival, for your family, for your business, and for the world as well. Because you are uh, you're walking around in this world, aren't you? Not much you can do about that. You are here. Let's own it. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Business Wise. Uh, very much appreciate your comments, especially on ones like this one. Do uh, give us a like if you liked what you uh, heard. Send us a, an email at info at We love hearing from you and hearing your wins. And also, if you're having difficulty, we like to help with that too. So just write us, info at wiseeastus.org. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Uh, thank you once more for listening, and we will talk again next week.